0: Welcome to Sacred Sex Healing, healing sexual trauma holistically. I'm your host, Kelly Noel Zava, holistic sex coach and CEO of Erotic Empowerment. Throughout these episodes, you'll learn strategies to heal your sexual trauma in a holistic way. What do I mean by holistic? Holistic is an integrative approach rather than tackling it just from one perspective. For example, looking at it on a physical level or on an emotional level. It means we're addressing all aspects. You're not going to learn about medication on this podcast. Instead, you're going to learn about mindset shifts and deep core energy healing practices that will support you in finding more joy feeling safe and secure in your body trusting yourself and leading a life of love and abundance so why am i so passionate about this well i've had traumas myself around sex i grew up catholic and had a very repressed relationship with sexuality during high school and college And I've also had past lives where I have had significant sexual trauma. So in past lives, I've had sexual trauma. And in this lifetime, I brought those patterns forward for healing. And because I had that frequency of sexual assault and sexual trauma in my field, I created these smaller traumas. In this lifetime. So some of the trauma that I've experienced this lifetime, aside from guilt and shame around sex, is... <laughs> That's also part of the reason I'm, I'm doing this podcast, is because it's hard to talk about sexual trauma, and there's not a format or a forum for it. There are is really not community and support around healing this, especially healing it holistically. And so I hope that with this podcast and with the group that I lead and my blog and everything, that we just start to create that community so that it's easier to heal. It's less intimidating to heal and everyone has that support. So there are a couple instances of trauma that I created for myself this lifetime. So I don't take ownership of other people's actions and choices. And at the same time, I also think it's really important that I take ownership for the choices I made. And one of those choices that I made was the story I was telling myself around these traumas. Was my response to this non-consent So the first instance that I remember was I was having sex with one of my partners and my body was not into it anymore and rather than telling him to stop, I just went along with it. I told him after the fact and we both felt pretty awful and so that was really when I started to learn the importance of being in tune with my body and saying something if something was off. I also went to Boys Town in Chicago back some years ago. I was out with a friend. We went to a gay bar, and I had a woman kiss me um, without asking for consent. It was definitely non-consensual. She'd been drinking. I pulled away, and she um, then (laughs) pulled my face back toward her to, to kiss me again. And so... I don't blame myself for the way I handled it Um, and at the same time, had I known what I know now, the stories I would have told myself about that moment would have been different. Instead of the story that my body wasn't respected and I, I just had this act of violation and I had this act of trauma... And, like, really, really being in the midst of that, I think I would have sat, like, if, if that were to happen now, I would step back, sit down, and start deep breathing. Look at the thoughts that are coming up for me. Look at the emotions that are coming up for me. And then have a conversation with that person about consent and impact when I feel a bit more composed. So that was another instance. One other instance that I've created this lifetime is I had a different partner and we had talked about using condoms when we had intercourse because I wasn't on birth control and I didn't want to get pregnant. And there was an instance where, I mean, and this also points to the importance of really getting clear in communication if i'm being physically intimate with anybody he <laughs> oh this is this is a little tough um so in this instance we were fooling around we were both naked and he <laughs> his his cock his penis was like right at the edge of my vaginal opening he didn't insert and it was like just shy of that I actually remember having these dualistic thoughts one one part of me is like oh this doesn't really matter that much like I'll just have a conversation with him and then there was this other part of me that like freaked the fuck out didn't feel in control of her body because this was not something she had consented to and so I came from a place I I let my trauma of not being in control of my body, which came from these past lives, came from childhood, all of that dictate how I responded in that moment. And so I shamed this person. And then he was in his shame. And I stepped into this space of, you know, I got, to, I got, I stepped into this space of listening. And he was, for him, it was challenging to talk about what was going on. He was unwilling to talk about what was going on. And I didn't know that at the time, but it was because his shame had been activated. You know, I didn't know about shame and vulnerability and trauma to the degree that I understand it now. And I'm still, still learning. You know, I'm still gonna make mistakes. And and I learn from those mistakes. And so really, it's just a mistake if I repeat it. And even then, I think judging it as a mistake can be really challenging or really um, even damaging because it's all about the story. It's all about the story. So we're in, in this paradigm shift where we have We've been living with stories and creating stories and making assumptions and feeling, filling in gaps in stories. Brene Brown talks about our shitty first drafts. If I don't have information, my brain is going to f- make assumptions. She calls that the shitty first drafts and advises asking questions and leaning in with curiosity at that point. So we've, we've been in this paradigm though where we have our lives have revolved around stories and we're moving to this era where stories are no longer necessary it is just this space of being I've read actually some predictions as we move into this new earth as we fully embrace this fifth dimensional reality as we undergo this ascension process Which if you don't know much about that, um, I will post a link to my blog in the (laughs) below. Um, I have a blog post about about this transition. Um, But as we're shifting to this new paradigm, it's about being and the absence of story. About observing what is rather than telling it like it is. And (laughs) my spiritual coach, uh, Robin Reed, has been has been the one to educate me on that. And she's just a phenomenal human being who is really embodying that, that fifth dimensional energy. But my purpose here is to support you as you're along that path in creating empowering stories. Stories are a tool that we've been using for millennia and it takes practice to shift from story to being. And so in the meantime, finding and creating empowering stories is the key to joy and freedom. So when I look back at these instances of things that I had labeled trauma, and I looked at where I created it, I began to reclaim some of, I began to reclaim myself, my body, my power. And I realized just how much agency I really have in my life. I also want to share a little bit about a past life that I tapped into here as well, because I know that none of the examples I've shared are, well, really extreme examples of assault. So my past life example of trauma. Which I'm, you know, still working with and still learning from. So in in this past life, I was a prostitute. I was a sacred sex worker. And I was taken in, I was imprisoned, and I was violated. What do I mean by violated? Well, (laughs) I... One of the guards was one of the guards I'm, I'm doing my best to use as neutral language about this as possible. And so it just shows like language can be charged. And so if nothing else, if you take nothing else from this, start looking at the words you're using. What is the connotation? Can you find a more neutral word? Because Anybody who is in that role of victim or perpetrator or uh, rescuer, there's all just healing that needs to take place. That's all. Hurt people, hurt people. That's one of my, what that's one thing my h- former partner used to say: hurt people, hurt people. And so, if someone is a perpetrator, they have been hurting, and they're just doing the best that they know how. They are bringing their patterns forward and acting from this place of hurt. And shaming them is only going to bring more hurt. It's not going to bring healing. So this past life, I was a sacred sex worker and I was taken in and there were these two guards. I was, I had my hands shackled together and I think my ankles were shackled together too. Um, and so this, this woman, her name was Jamie, this past life iteration of me. And one of the guards stuck his cock in her throat. And and so then they were jeering is the word that's coming right now, jeering and, um, you know, asking her to, to give him a blowjob. And then there was the other guard who stuck his cock into her anus. And so the story that Jamie told herself, and that I have had encoded in my body, is that I'm not in control of my body, and if I make money doing sex work, I will die, which has contributed to my wariness about being a holistic sex coach. So that was the story that Jamie told herself, and Robin (laughs) gave this amazing reframe and I was like oh my god wow she shared and I saw how those people they were attracted to Jamie's light they were attracted to this beauty and this light and they didn't know how to ask for consent they didn't know how to have their own beauty and light and so they forcibly (laughs) entered Jamie's body thinking that that would give them the light that they wanted and needed. And it did. It brought them great transformation and healing in ways that they didn't anticipate, in ways that they didn't understand. And so if you take nothing... (laughs) I've said this already. So I guess a couple of key learnings. One, start listening to how you speak. Are you using language that is empowering you as a creator or disempowering you and placing you in the role of victim. Two, can you rewrite and reframe your stories? And three, if you're open to it, can you invite this story of, I am a vessel of light. And that is what this person saw they were drawn to my light when this act when this non-consensual act took place what this person really wanted was their own light they were drawn to my light so i'm gonna end it here (laughs) And with each episode, we will be going into different aspects of how to heal sexual trauma holistically. Today, we've talked a lot about rewriting stories, and I've shared a little bit about why I'm passionate about this topic. If you have any questions, comments, feedback about this episode, about the work that we're doing, we would love to hear from you. Especially if you loved this episode, you can email us at hello, that's H E L L O, at empowered, that's E M P O W E R E D, erotic, E R O T I C dot com. That's hello at erotic dot com. Signing off, this is Kelly Noel Zava holistic sex coach, and CEO of Erotic Empowerment. If you want more ways to stay involved in between our podcast episodes, take this as a personal invite to join our community. We have a free Facebook community, the Sexy Spiritual Badasses, for healers, entrepreneurs, and creatives who are impacting the world changing the trajectory of this earth it's a safe space to share to explore and we have daily meditations and weekly master classes for your healing growth and expansion you can also subscribe to our newsletter at empowerederotic.com subscribe where we have weekly tidbits to support your healing growth and expansion and where you can also access our free members library that's empowerederotic.com free we look forward to connecting with you and invite you to stay bright stay kind and stay empowered